0: Welcome back to the You Are Worth Knowing podcast, a podcast about all things social anxiety, because for some reason I have an obsession with it. (laughs) This episode actually falls on my birthday. So I'm recording this before my birthday, obviously, and I have no idea what I'm doing today. My husband planned something and I'm very curious as to what he has planned for me today. So if you want to know and you want to you know stay up to date with me and see my life and behind the scenes you can always follow me at honest rocks on instagram where i post a lot of stories about my life in amsterdam and obviously other tips about social anxiety so that is the best way to connect with me now this week's episode is about making friends online so we're going to talk all about that especially the reasons why you should consider this the way to make friends if you have social Welcome to the You're Worth Knowing podcast. I'm your host, Roxana Alexandrie from Honest Rocks, and I am obsessed with social anxiety. After a decade of trying to figure out how to manage it on my own, I'm on a mission now to share every little insight I've gained along the way. Every week, we'll get just a little bit closer to unraveling the mystery of it so you can live the best version of yourself, because you are worth knowing. Let's get to it. Making friends online is, I think, the sanest thing to do. I've actually had a lifelong struggle with making friends, and it just goes way, way back in time for me. I was a homeschooled kid. I traveled the world to play professional tennis, which is in itself not a normal thing to do. And when you're a kid or a teenager, you want to be normal, you know, because normal is the way to go. So looking back, instead of venting and sharing my secrets with friends because I didn't really have any friends, I would just write my heart out. I would journal and journal and just fill my journals to the brim. I can probably pull out a good 10-filled handwritten journals today, chronicling my days as a preteener and a teenager. But everything changed once I found the online blogging world. And yeah, luckily, I wasn't sucked into the predatory discussion forums of the 90s. But I started blogging about my personal drama around 16, I guess, I guess I never stopped of talking to this day, but I like to think I've evolved from gossiping about boys. Now, at the time, I had a blog on Xanga. And I would just post all my drama posts there. I had a blog on LiveJournal where I posted my poems, and I also had one on WordPress, which was geared toward my deep-thinking posts. Now, looking back at all of these posts and my journal entries, I realized I was a, a lonely girl. And given that, I, I felt the need to log back into Xanga and pull some of my few archived posts from when I was 16 years old and see if, if I mentioned anything about my challenge with making friends. And I found a couple of excerpts. So you can see this one from 2005, how I'm struggling with finding real friends. I say, I'm in Texas right now at a new tournament. I met some new people, but I find it hard to make new friends for some reason. I'm also trying to avoid people that I know, which is hard to explain. In this short post, I opened up about my difficulty making friends. And even though I was traveling and I was meeting a lot of new people, I just, I could not connect. And obviously it has a lot to do with my background. Moving internationally several times, playing tennis, not having a strong foundation in terms of who I am as a person really held me back. And I can see that, I mean, 2005, that's a long time ago, and, and it's something that I still carry with me today. Then I found another blog post, and I wrote this almost a decade later. So this is like 2014. And in this post, I say, I've always been an introvert, and from a very young age, I accepted the fact that it would be very difficult for me to make friends. Being sensitive and highly emotionally intelligent has definitely made a challenge for me to form friendships. I take things very personally, I don't accept rudeness, I don't accept inconsiderate people, I don't like closed minded individuals who only live in their bubbles, I don't accept materialistic worldviews, and I certainly don't accept anyone who denies facts vehemently. Like, wow, what's the big word? No wonder I have a problem. Couple that with the fact that my idea of fun is to study any a recipe for disaster. Sure, I have a lot of acquaintances, but I cringe at the thought of spending more than a few hours with any of them. Yeah, that's loaded, isn't it? This is college me, not teenager me, college me, being vulnerable and opening up online to strangers because I was unable to do that with people that I was interacting with on a daily basis. I just, I wasn't able to make any friends. I still feel bad about, I guess, even 10 years after graduating that I walked away from college without any friends. And I don't know, that's not a common experience at all. That's not something that you usually would find and it's why it's such a deep wound for me when i see others having their reunions going to alumni parties traveling with their you know their sorority or fraternity from like 10 years ago and i just never had that experience and i i have you know deep shame about it because i feel like there was just something wrong with me and i was just unable to build friendships. Now, the common thread throughout all those years was my strong need to connect with people. So even though I had a hard time, I really wanted to. I just never really knew how. (laughs) At some point, I realized that the online medium was the perfect way to do that. In this world, the online world, I could truly be myself without really too many consequences to it. I loved connecting with people online because I didn't have to actually go out and socialize with them, right? Having that introvert hangover, I didn't have to experience that. I could read their blogs and get to know them at a much deeper level than I otherwise would in real life, you know, potentially, because people open up through the written word more easily than in person. And if I realized that the friendship wasn't moving forward, I just didn't have to feel bad about quitting their blog which is also known as ghosting these days, right? I just I could just disconnect and disassociate and just not connect with them online anymore. And it also helped me realize fast enough who I liked and who I didn't like simply by reading their thoughts. That's a huge component of the person that you're connecting with, right? Their ideology, their worldviews, their opinions. Are you clicking on that? So for many years, I actually stayed in touch with many of the bloggers I met on these websites, even though we all moved on from journaling And to this day, I find many of them very inspirational, and I'm glad they came into my life, even though I never met any of them offline. Since I've started sharing pieces of myself publicly and making content to help people, I've been more inclined to meet online people offline, right? So that is my my inclination these days, is to try to meet people offline, mostly because I now realize how difficult it is to find people in the real world to connect with, right? So if I find someone that I really like online, I will do my best to meet them offline. And the reason why is because I'm in a phase of life where most of who I am doesn't make sense to other people. I'm self-employed, sometimes a freelancer, sometimes not. I quit a successful career in the States to live a more simpler life here in Europe. Most people just don't understand that. In general, I create content on social media platforms more than I digest them, which is you know the opposite of most people. I have two kids in my early 30s and I have four nationalities flowing through me. So as a whole, I don't make much sense to people, which is why there's always an initial disconnect. So I understand why I can connect with the people on my street. And, you know, interestingly enough, because of the international moves I made throughout my life, most of my relationships are now long distance, right? So most of my friends are in, you know, across the world. So rarely do I get to meet up with my friends in real life. So The only way to keep my relationships strong is to invest in them online. Now, this episode is not about that. It's about meeting new people and making friends directly through the online space as a starting point, especially if, like me, you live a non-conforming life that deviates from what normal looks like, making it harder to connect with the people around you. But also, if you have social anxiety, very important because You'll see that if you have social anxiety and you have a hard time making friends, this might be the best way to move forward. So there's no taboo around making online friends. I promise. Don't feel bad. Don't feel shame. Right. It's really important that you understand that if this is the best medium for you to make friends, then that's what it is. And that's perfectly fine as long as you're getting that fulfillment out of a relationship that you, you know, unfortunately might not in your day-to-day life. These days, the people who know me the best are those I met online. And I love it. I love it because times have really changed, right? For the older generation, what we're doing, the way that we're communicating is probably unacceptable. Although if we look back at, you know, the last few decades, everyone should have seen this way of living coming their way, right? With the rise of social media, the plethora of dating apps that are available, remote working, endless Zoom meetings. I mean, it's no wonder that distance is just not a factor anymore when it comes to building positive and fulfilling relationships. Also, let's not forget that we've gone through a pandemic which has significantly shifted our online and offline behavior. So I even go as far as say that meeting people online is just the norm now? Maybe? (laughs) I don't know. But whether people move from online to offline socializing that's still up for discussion it's not as easy to do that to organize it but i think overall we've normalized making friends and even finding partners online right apparently 14% of people that meet on a dating app eventually get engaged or married and 57% of teenagers have actually made a new friend online this number is actually from 2015 so You can imagine how much higher it is now with Gen Z taking over all social platforms and the world in general. But going back to social anxiety, I will walk you through why making friends online is the best first step you can take if you have difficulty making friends because of social anxiety. So for those with social anxiety, meeting new people online and Communicating digitally is the best way to learn how to navigate social interactions safely. And I'm going to walk you through why that is. Because as a social anxiety coach, these two areas of difficulty are the ones that I see the most, right? The most complaints. Making friends and having conversations. If you have social anxiety, you'll most likely complain about being unable to do these things at the level you and society expects. This is where digital communication becomes a great playground that facilitates friendships and conversations. So I'm gonna walk you through two scenarios and you can let me know which one you feel more comfortable with, okay? So scenario one, a friend invites you to a party or an event and you decide to go, right? Yay, you know, I got invited and I'm just gonna say yes. And you know that avoiding social outings will only worsen your, your anxiety. So you make a point to leave the house. You're like, I'm just, I'm, I'm going. It's fine. Whatever happens, happens. And you might know a person or two there enough to get you going. But the moment you get there, you immediately feel out of place. People are off in groups. The friend that invited you is doing their hosting thing. You're left stranded trying to make small talk. It's just a horror show. And if you haven't left the party by now, you're brave because conversations are superficial. People are talking about things you're not interested in and you're just unsure of what to say. And so your anxiety, your social anxiety goes up and that's when you tell yourself never again. That's it. Last time I do this. At this point, you've entered what I call the avoidance loop. The avoidance loop happens when you want to stay in your comfort zone. You want to stay home alone. But the longer you stay there, the harder it is to show up again. So it's you end up being in this, in this circle where you're having a hard time saying yes to going out and then you're avoiding and then it just becomes stronger and stronger. And, you know, based on this experience that you just had, you're not going to be excited to try again the next time around, right? Now, here's the second scenario. You join an online community of people who love gaming because just for a second, imagine you're a gamer and you meet weekly on a Discord channel. You can also substitute this with any social platform you're in or on or the bubble you find yourself in, whatever, you know, just use the example that that works for you. And so you run into the same people weekly and you get to know them, right? You share your likes, your interests, the issues you're having with whatever game you're playing. And you're not forced to make conversation and you certainly don't need to befriend anybody. Your social anxiety is manageable. You're not placed on the spots to answer questions. You don't have to worry about how much eye contact you're making or not. And you certainly don't have to think about what they think about you necessarily, right? You're behind a username, you're behind the camera, they can't see you, they can't place you. So it, you are a little bit removed from the judgmental component. And the best part of this is that you feel comfortable talking to them and make genuine friendships with people who get you. So your confidence starts to pick up and you're excited about even meeting them in real life. So in this particular scenario, the second one, you don't have to take risks so you can feel more relaxed. You'll still feel some social anxiety, but it's much less. So you can form relationships you might not have been able to in person. It's important to remember that while meeting new people online is great, you must also make time to interact with people in real life, even if it's not at the same capacity or the same intensity. It's not about a choice between one or the other. You need to try to have both online and offline friends, but making this step with an online friend might actually help you break the ice in approaching people in your real life. And that's why I'm saying that digital communication can help you learn how to handle your social anxiety in a safe environment. Meeting new people online should help you feel more comfortable talking to people, sharing your stories, and bonding with others, which will help you use your social skills offline. All right, so here are four reasons why making friends online is easier than in real life. Number one, the communication aspect of it is asynchronous. What this means is that you're not placed on the spot to react or reply immediately as the case would be when you're face-to-face with someone, right? You can take your time to think about what you want to say, to respond with, and you have more control over the conversation. An example of this is leaving someone a voice memo. You're having a discussion or a conversation, but it's on each other's terms and timelines. It's asynchronous. You're not synced, unlike a phone call. The second reason why is that you can skip the small talk, which is something that we all wish we could do more of. Making small talk can be difficult when you want to build a relationship with someone, especially if you experience social anxiety. But in the online medium, you can skip the small talk and dive into deeper conversations without feeling like you're being too forward or trying too hard. And for most of us with social anxiety, if we feel like we're trying too hard, that might actually lead to nightly rumination sessions, which are just not fun. The third reason why is that the physical elements are not going to get in the way. If you have physical symptoms due to social anxiety, these will be minimized online. So blushing, sweating, and trembling probably won't show up when you're meeting someone online, which will help you feel more at ease with yourself. And even if those symptoms do show up, chances are that you're off camera and they can't see you. So that's a win-win. Now, the last reason, the fourth reason, is that it will help you practice your people skills. When you talk to someone in person, their reaction to you can make you feel anxious and unsure of yourself, especially if you're not getting what you expect from this individual. But when you talk to someone online, it's harder to tell how they react to something that you say, right? You might be able to hear their tone of voice or an emoji that they sent you, but it's a good opportunity to practice your social skills without feeling as much pressure as it relates to the other person's reaction to you. So all of these reasons are super awesome to consider making friends online. Now, before you dismiss making friends online, test it out for yourself. The reasons are there for it to work out. So be open to the idea and see it as an experiment because the worst thing, like any other thing in life that can happen is that nothing happens. Nothing comes out of it. And you have to return to the drawing board on how to make friends. And so as you go through this process, I want to remind you of three things if you're having a hard time finding people or connecting with them, right? So remember this, and this hopefully will help you in your journey. One, not everyone is perfect for you. That doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you, because trust me, when you meet the right person, you'll immediately know what it means to connect. You just have to keep putting yourself before people and seeing which ones you click with. Make sure to move on from those that you don't quickly. Just don't waste time. Try to see it that way that you just need to find the right people to connect with. The second thing I want you to remember is that you need to make an effort. While most of my friends are extroverts, I've had to put in the time and effort to open up and keep the relationship going, right? It's not one-sided because that's not fun for anybody. So you can't expect someone to open up and share their story and you don't reciprocate, right? The relationship will die if it's not a two-sided relationship. And the third thing I want you to remember is to look where you wouldn't otherwise. So don't quickly turn down a potential friendship if you find it in a strange place. Pinterest is a strange place. A Facebook group is a strange place. Facebook marketplace maybe. So a friend is waiting for you in unconventional mediums because well let's be honest people with social anxiety or you know introverts if you're an introvert they tend to be more introspective and are better skilled at the written communication. So you go ahead and reach out to people that you find interesting and just see what happens. Now as for me I've I have several new friends now because I've opened myself up to the possibilities of the online world. And consider the fact that in today's world, everyone is just a flight away. So there's no excuse for not trying to build friendships. You just need different resources and different ways of going about it. But I think making friends online is a totally valid way of building relationships and taking it from there. And even if you never run into this person in real life, you can translate the skills that you've learned by communicating with them online to the real world, to a face-to-face potential friend that's, you know, down the street from you. You're going to do yourself the biggest favor if you try to find friends in different ways and in different areas without having shame around it. There's nothing wrong with with any of these ways of making friends or of dating or whatever the case may be. It's just the world that we live in. And let's just use the tools that are available at our disposal to make the relationships that we so wish for. And I'm just going to leave you at that. I hope that this gives you a new perspective on online friendships. For me, they've fulfilled me. And I I don't feel like I'm missing out the way that I once used to because I'm making an effort to find people and friends that I want, that I want in my life, the type of people that I know will be there for me and that value my friendship as much as I value theirs. And sometimes that can be really hard to find in your community. But that's just the beauty of living in a modern world that you don't have to make friends just, you know, on your block. You can make friends across the world and they can end up being the... You know, the best the best friend that you've never had. So, don't discard yourself. Don't discard the potential of it. And I would love to hear if you have a story where you connected with someone online and you're really good friends, whether you've met in real life or not. I'm curious because most of my friendships are now online, and I honestly wouldn't have it any other way. So, that's that's it for this week's episode. Happy birthday to me! And I hope I'll see you here next week on the You Are Worth Knowing podcast. Bye.